0: This week, we lost a great American with the passing of John McCain. We not only lost a great American, but what was unique about it, about his passing, is that America is in a very dark and different place than it was when he was at the peak of his career, even as he lost the 2008 presidential election. He stood at the end of his life as if he was on Mount Nebo, the same perch that Moses stood on at the end of his life. And McCain, he stared into the promised land of what America could be, gazing across the depths of the valley, knowing that we were not there, but knowing that it could be. McCain wrote to us, his fellow Americans, in his final letter that we are citizens of the world's greatest republic, a nation of ideals, not blood and soil. We are blessed and are a blessing to humanity when we uphold and advance those ideals at home and in the world. We weaken when we hide behind walls rather than tear them down. When we doubt the power of our ideals rather than trust them to be the great force for change, they have always been. What struck me the most about what Senator McCain said was that it was not about what America was today, It was about the ideal of what America could be. This week we are in Parshat Kitavo. We're at the end of Deuteronomy when Moses knows that he has reached the end of his life. Moses knows that he's not going to Israel, to the Promised Land, and with that knowledge, he stands with the people of Israel and he talks to them and is giving them his final speech, knowing that this nation of Israel is not about a space or a place but it's about an ideal. They are a people that have formed over a 40-year period wandering in the desert with no physical borders. Now, it's not that they did not have borders, but they were never physical. What we discovered in the desert, in the wilderness as we wandered, is what made us unique. It was not the land, but the ideals that bound us into a common society. That is what defined Israel, not a Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. The challenge presented to Moses is how do you extend those borders created out of ideals that were born in the desert and to bring them into the land of Israel and carried on for the next generation and then the generation after that? John McCain, he looked at all of us in this generation with thoughts of the next generation. And he talked of heartfelt faith and Americans that he could feel powerfully. He implored us to not despair of our present difficulties, but believe always in the promise and greatness of America, because nothing is inevitable here. Americans never quit. We never surrender. We never hide from history. We make history. Moses takes a different tact. He does not believe in us. He fears for us. Dr. Micha Goodman, a research fellow at the Shalom Hartman Institute in Jerusalem, he argues that Moses fears that once the people go to Israel, if they forget the systems and the ideals that we created in the boundaryless desert, we will cease to exist. Moses is afraid that when he dies, we will not stay loyal. And this doesn't come out of nowhere. Moses thinks that when he disappears, they will violate the breed, the covenant. The last time he went to Sinai, they thought he died, and they built the golden calf. What is going to happen when he really dies? Judaism worked in the desert because it's isolated, and Moses fears that the interaction with other cultures, going from the desert to Israel, going from being powerless to being powerful, can they be powerful and loyal to the breed at the same time? McCain was born in the summer of 1936 as Hitler was laying the groundwork for World War II. America did not know how powerful it was about to become as it moved into being a hegemon. McCain grew up in an America that became exponentially more powerful in his life. And now he, as Moses, looked at his nation and he asked all of us how we would deal with power. Moses makes a conscious effort and erases himself from the narrative. He minimizes his role in the past so that they're not dependent upon him. The breed, the covenant we have, goes from a political term used with state power to a religious concept that we are devoted to something much bigger and we are devoted to God. There's no moment in Deuteronomy when the people speak. Rather, Moses, he speaks at them. At Sinai... The Breit was said from the top down, and the people said yes on the bottom. But here we see the complete opposite. We see the people saying it on top once Moses is dead and gone. They only can accept the Breit when Moses is not there. It's only accepted after he's gone. Goodman points out that Moses wants to artificially expand the isolation of the desert by destroying all of the foreign cultures that are acting unethically. They're sacrificing their own children. Israel would only exist if it was within the boundaries of ethics. Israel would not be a permanent state. Rather, it would be an aspirational ideal constantly being reached for. Israel was not what the world was, but rather what the world could be. Ethics were the foundation of this ideal because the people were about to become Very powerful. And power corrupts. It changes people. It's not that Moses did not want power because you can't change the world if you don't have power. But it is going to change you. So what do you do with it? Ethics is an artificial way to make you weak. If I was stranded with a small child on an island and they have a bottle of water that I really want, there's nothing preventing me from taking it from her. I'm bigger than her, I'm stronger than her, it's easy. But why do I not take it? Because it's unethical. I'm imposing a system on myself to weaken myself, to act justly. But that also means that you cannot be a truly ethical person without power. The girl on the island cannot say, I'm being ethical because I'm choosing not to take the bottle of water from Ryan, who is three times my weight. She can't take it. I'm bigger and I'm stronger. So what Moses is afraid of when he talks to the people of Israel, to the people who have been weak and are about to become unbelievably strong, is not that they're going to be weak again. Not that they're going to be slaves in Egypt. Moses is not scared of any of that. What Moses is scared of is that we're going to become like the Egyptians, that we're going to use our power and let it change us and act without artificial boundaries that we call ethics. Goodman aptly points out that that is why this week in our Parshat Kitavo, Moses threatens the people of Israel with the same plagues that we saw in Egypt. So the punishment is that if we become corrupt, we will receive the same plagues on us. The ones that passed over us, they're going to hit us this time. This time, if you act like the Egyptians, you're going to be treated like the Egyptians. The big threat going into Israel is that you may become like Egypt. It's not that you will be a slave again. It's that you may be the slave master. And you must be careful. Israel is an ideal and a vision. And if we lose sight of that, We no longer deserve Israel. This is why, as Jews, we've always felt so comfortable in America. America's never been just about the 300 million people who live here, or the rugged beauty of the land, or the massive economy that continues to grow. As in the farewell words of John McCain, America is a nation of ideals, not blood and soil. We are blessed and are a blessing to humanity when we uphold and advance those ideals at home and in the world. Rabbi Eddie Feinstein, he points out that we only yell, USA, USA, at the Olympics. The rest of the time, our songs about our nation are aspirational. Our Pledge of Allegiance talks about liberty and justice for all. On this Shabbat, when the words of John McCain And Moses seems so incredibly close, it's incumbent upon all of us to ask ourselves what it means to be an American. Is it about justice and equality and inalienable human rights? A way of making human community work? And Feinstein, he asked a question that sticks with me. When you say America first, what do you mean? Is it the America that was? or the one that ought to be? Is it an empirical entity, or is it the aspirational entity? It has always been aspirational. We never completely realize these aspirations, but we also never give up on the pursuit. During this time of Elul, during this time of reflection on who we are as individuals making up this nation, we must ask ourselves, What we want America to be. As we all stand on our own Mount Nemo, gazing across at our own ideals and hearing the whispers of Moses and McCain, we must try and imagine how we bring those aspirations to life. Shabbat Shalom.